Welcome to Zichud Av Siman Mem Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today Mazeches Nedarim Daf Mem Bab, the fifth parak Kashutafim. So the three daps we're going to focus on number one, the Mishnah Daf Mem Hey Amun Beis Bradamal Chokas, whether partners in a courtyard who prohibited themselves to derive benefit from one another may make use of the courtyard. The Gemara Nardaf states, but Nadru They argue whether partners vowed to forbid themselves from benefiting from each other, and the Gemara asks, Hidiru Zezet Mai, if they vowed against each other, prohibiting the other from benefiting from himself. What do the Rabbanon hold? Perhaps only where the partners voluntarily prohibited themselves do the Rabbanon hold they may not utilize the jointly owned property because a penalty was imposed on them. But if they vowed against each other, they are considered faultless in their respective prohibitions since it was imposed on him by the other. The run notes that in this version, the Rabbanon would agree that fundamentally we would rely on Brera, retroactive determination, and say that each partner's usage of the property is his exclusive right. The question is left unresolved. Point which Rav said in the name of Ze'iri that the Malchokas in the Mishnah applies to a courtyard that is large enough to be divided, meaning large enough that each partner would be left with a usable property and each may demand a division. But if it was not, the Rabban would agree that each partner may enter it. Rav Yosef disproved this from a Mishnah Daf Mem Chesam which teaches that a publicly owned synagogue, which by definition is not divisible since regardless of its size, it must be accessible to all congregants, is forbidden to residents who cannot benefit from each other. Therefore, Rav Yosef said the reverse, The argument is only by a property which is not large enough to be divided. But if it is large enough to be divided, all agree that it is forbidden for each to enter. The Rabban never rely on Brera to consider a partner's usage exclusively his retroactively. Rabbi Yazman Yaakov does, but only in a property that is not divisible. Because neither side can force a division, the original partnership was such that each one's usage of the property would be determined retroactively as his from the start. However, with a property that is divisible, it is not known from the outset that each would be able to use the entire property since it may be divided in the future. Therefore, even Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov agrees we cannot rely on Brera to allow each to use a property. And pointing with you, the Mishnah Daf Mem Ches Amenov taught, Hamudra Hanam Mechavero V'yeshla Merchotz U'beisavad Muskarin Be'ir One who has Mudra Hanam from his friend, and the friend has a bathhouse or olive press in the city. In Yeshla Behen Tvisus Yad Aser If the owner has a holding in it, it's forbidden for him to use. Enwa Behen Tvisus Yad Mutter But if he does not have a holding in it, it is permitted. If the landlord retains a holding in the property, it's still considered his, and the user is benefiting from him. The Gemara seeks to define what qualifies as a holding, which is sufficient to consider the landlord the owner. Rav Nachman said, In retaining half or a third or a quarter of the profits is considered a holding, but less is not. Abai disagreed and said even less is considered a holding, and the only case permitted would be de Makabu where he receives an annual fee. Since the amount is fixed and not affected by income, the renter is considered the current owner and the user is not benefiting from the landlord. So once again, the three points are number one, the Mishnah Daf Mem Hey Amabes Pradamachlokas, whether partners in a courtyard who prohibited themselves to derive benefit from one another may make use of the courtyard. The Gemara Nardav states, but Nadru They argue whether partners vowed to forbid themselves from benefiting from each other, and the Gemara asks, Hidiru Zezet Mai, if they vowed against each other, prohibiting the other from benefiting from himself, what do the Rabbanon hold? Perhaps only where the partners voluntarily prohibited themselves do the Rabbanon hold they may not utilize the jointly owned property, because a penalty was imposed on them. But if they vowed against each other, they are considered faultless in their respective prohibitions, since it was imposed on him by the other. 
The run notes that in this version, the Rabban would agree that fundamentally he would rely on Brera, retroactive determination, and say that each partner's usage of the property is his exclusive right. The question is left unresolved. Point which Rav said in the name of Ziri that the Malchokas and the Mishnah applies to a courtyard that is large enough to be divided, meaning large enough that each partner would be left with a usable property and each may demand a division. But if it was not, the Rabbanu would agree that each partner may enter it. Rav Yosef disproved this from a Mishnah Daf Mem Ches which teaches that a publicly owned synagogue, which by definition is not divisible since regardless of its size, it must be accessible to all congregants, is forbidden to residents who cannot benefit from each other. Therefore, Rav Yosef said the reverse, The argument is only by a property which is not large enough to be divided. But if it is large enough to be divided, all agree that it is forbidden for each to enter. The Rabban never rely on Brera to consider a partner's usage exclusively his retroactively. Rabbi Yazman Yaakov does, but only in a property that is not divisible. Because neither side can force a division, the original partnership was such that each one's usage of the property would be determined retroactively as his from the start. However, with a property that is divisible, it is not known from the outset that each would be able to use the entire property since it may be divided in the future. Therefore, even Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov agrees we cannot rely on Brera to allow each to use a property. And pointing with you, the Mishnah Daf Memches Amenov taught, one who has mudrahanah from his friend, and the friend has a bathhouse or olive press in the city. If the owner has a holding in it, it's forbidden for him to use. But if he does not have a holding in it, it is permitted. If the landlord retains a holding in the property, it's still considered his, and the user is benefiting from him. The Gemara seeks to define what qualifies as a holding, which is sufficient to consider the landlord the owner. Rav Nachman said, In retaining half or a third or a quarter of the profits is considered a holding, but less is not. Abai disagreed and said even less is considered a holding, and the only case permitted would be de Makabu where he receives an annual fee. Since the amount is fixed and not affected by income, the renter is considered the current owner and the user is not benefiting from the landlord. All right, so now we go to our simmer daf memvav, and our standard simmon is a cow, because cows go moo. So here goes. The two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard, which was quite small and didn't have a din chaluka, but did have an all press which they maintained a holding in, which prevented a mudahana from them from using. Once again, it's a motion. The two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard. Cows? That must be more duff. Memvav. Moo. The two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Memheyamabes brought about Chlokas, where the partners in a courtyard who prohibited themselves to derive benefit from one another may make use of the courtyard. The Gemara Ardaf states, but not They argue whether partners vowed to forbid themselves from benefiting from each other, and the Gemara asks, if they vowed against each other, prohibiting the other from benefiting from himself, what did the Rabbanon hold? The question is left unresolved. So the two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard, which was quite small and didn't have a din chaluka, which reminds us of this machokas if the Gemara was discussing a courtyard that was large enough to have a din chaluka or not. So the two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard, which was quite small and didn't have a din chaluka, but did have an all press which they maintained a holding in, which prevented a mudrahana from them 
from using. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Memvav Amaral taught that one who is mudar hanav from his friend and the friend has a bathhouse or all present in the city, if the owner has a tefisas yada holding in it, it's forbidden for him to use. But if he doesn't have a tefisas yada holding in it, it is permitted. If the landlord retains a holding in the property, it's still considered his, and the user is benefiting from him. The Gemara here seeks to define what qualifies as a holding, a tefisas yad, which is sufficient to consider the landlord the owner. So once again, the two partners in a courtyard who vowed against each other weren't sure if they were permitted to bring their cows into the courtyard, which was quite small and didn't have a din chaluka, but did have an all prince which they maintained a holding in, which prevented a mudr hanaf from them from using. All right, now it's time for four blabak hazara. Daf membase. So the simmer daf membase is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster, mobster, that must be more in daf. Membeis. The mobster who insisted that Pradas he made Usher to a competing crime family remained Usher during Shemitah, which reminds us we have Melchokas if fruit forbidden by Neda become permitted in Shemitah. The Gemara initially assumes the Melchokas is about if Adam Oster Davish Mereshuso, a field because a person may forbid something in his domain for even after it leaves his domain. So the mobster who insisted that Pradas he made Usher to a competing crime family remained Usher during Shemitah finally conceded that the Pradas became mutter to them because he said, my possessions and not these possessions. Which reminds the Gemara discusses if the netter of Nechasai Alecha, my possessions, becomes permitted when it leaves his ownership. So the mobster who insisted that Pradas he made Usher to a competing crime family remained Usher during Shemitah finally conceded that the Pradas became mutter to them because he said, my possessions and not these possessions, but he sent them a warning that they better not enter his field since the trees were on the border, which reminds us, a person who was forbidden through a netter from someone's produce during Shemitah may not enter the field forbidden by a netter, but he may eat fruit from trees hanging outside the property that he can obtain without entering. Ula said the mission speaking about trees which are standing on the border. Their fruit can be reached without entering the property, and for them, the property is not half good for entering, but he may indeed enter the property to reach otherwise inaccessible fruit. Rabbi Shem ben Eliakim said, Gezer Shemi Yishiba Amida. It's a rabbinical decree, lest he delay while standing. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simr Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The magazine collector. Magazine? That must be more on Daf Mem Gimel. The magazine collector who could not lend or even borrow a magazine from his friend, who was Mudra Hanaf from him, which reminds us, Abai explained that the rabbis decreed that one may not borrow from a Mudra Hanaf for fear he may come to lend to him. So, the magazine collector who could not lend or even borrow a magazine from his friend, who was Mudra Hanaf from him, was Mafkir and placed on a fence the rare Nadari magazine that was not available elsewhere, which reminds us the mission brings about Malkokas, whether one can be Mafkir to provide goods to one who was Mudra Hanaf. So, the magazine collector who could not lend or even borrow a magazine from his friend, who was Mudra Hanaf from him, was Mafkir and placed on a fence the rare Nadari magazine that was not available elsewhere, because the friend wanted to read an article about whether there's a Gezer by Hefker because of the incident of the gift of Beis Choron. Which reminds us, Rav explains Rabbi Yossi's reason for bidding one to be Mafkir to provide goods to one who is Mudra Hanah is because of the decree of the gift of Beis Choron. This refers to Mishnah and Daf Mem Ches Amanaf about an incident where someone wanted to invite his father who was Mudra Hanah from him to his wedding. To facilitate this, he gifted the courtyard and banquet to a third party. It subsequently became evident that the gift was insincere and still forbidden to the father. And because of this, Rabbi Yossi holds that rabbis decree that all similar cases be forbidden, lest the mafkir express his true intent and invalidate the hefker. Daf Mem Dalad. So the symbol of Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The frustrated man who was mafkir's property that got covered by a mudslide. Mudslide? That must be more on Daf Mem Dalad. Mud. 
The frustrated man who was Mafkir's property got covered by a mudslide, knowing that he had only three days to retract, which reminds us of Bryce had taught. One who was Mafkir's field may retract during the first three days, but henceforth he cannot retract. The Bryce continues that if he said it should be Hefker for one day or other limited periods of time, that he can retract without limitations until someone acquires a field. The Gemara seeks to determine if this is the opinion of Yossi or the Rabbanan. So the frustrated man who was Mufkir's property that got covered by a mudslide, knowing that he had only three days to retract, had second thoughts when his neighbor made a highly unusual hefka for a day, indicating that the field should return to his domain, which reminds us, Ula said that the entire Bryson can be the opinion of the Rabbanan. The reason why he can retract his hefka without any time limit is because this case, where he was only Mufkir for a limited time, is highly unusual and indicates that he intends for it to return to his domain. Therefore, we assume he also intends that even while it's Hefker, it should remain his until someone acquires it, like Rabbi Yossi holds is the case with every Hefker. So, the frustrated man who was Mufkir's property that got covered by a mudslide, knowing that he had only three days to retract, had second thoughts when his neighbor made a highly unusual Hefker for a day, indicating that the field should return to his domain. So he arose the next morning and harvested his mud-covered vineyard, which was now Chayv and Peret and Olos, but Midaraisa. Pater from Isa, which reminds us the more challenges Rachel Lakish's opinion from Abraisa that said that one who was Mafkir's vineyard and the next morning arose and harvested it and reacquired it is obligated in Peret and Ola, Shukha and Pea, and his Pater from Meiser. Daf Memhei, so the Zimmer Daf Memhei is Monopoly. So here goes. The sore loser who is Mafkir's Monopoly board, Monopoly, that must mean more in Daf Memhei, Ma, Monopoly. The sore loser who has mafkir his monopoly board to two people and then tried to retract, which reminds us the more explains according to Yossi, when Hefker is made in front of two or fewer people, since it will not become publicly known, it seems that the owner intends for it to be taken specifically by one of these people, which is like a gift. A Hefker declared in front of three, on the other hand, will become public knowledge and Yossi agrees in such a case that it is immediately ownerless and he cannot retract. So the sore loser who was Mufkir's monopoly board to two people and then tried to retract didn't realize there were three people present which enabled one of them to acquire it and the other two to testify. Which reminds us, the Gemara records Malchokas between Amarayim about how many people must be present for a Hefker to be effective. Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shem ben anyone who's Mufkir before three people, it's Hefker, but before two people, it's not Hefker, at least as far as being able to retract. Yeshua ben Levi said, By Torah law, even with one person present, it's Hefker. And why do they say to be Mafkir before three? So that one can acquire it and two will be able to testify. This would ensure that the owner would not be able to deny the Hefker after it's acquired. So the sore loser who's Mafkir is monopoly board to two people and then tried to retract didn't realize there were three people present which enabled one of them to acquire it and the other two to testify and couldn't even go home through his jointly owned courier to sulk because he and his partner vowed not to benefit from each other. Which reminds us, the first mission, the fifth parak begins, Partners who vowed not to benefit from each other are forbidden to enter their jointly owned courier. Rabbi Yazibin Yaakov says, This one enters his share, and this one enters his share, which means that wherever each one walks in the property is considered his portion. The Gemara and Baba Kama explains that the dispute is rooted in Brera, retroactive determination. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff we have is whether one can be mafkir food and place it on a fence to provide it to one who is mudr That's on daf. Mem Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff do we have the question if partners vowed against each other whether they are prohibited from using a joint courtyard? That's on daf. 
Membav. Good number three. Which is something when the Rabbi Shubin Levi says one can be mafkir with one person present, but three are required, so one can acquire it and two can testify. That's on Dav. Memheg. Good number four. Which stuff when the rabbis decree that one may not borrow from a mudrahana for fear he may come to lend him? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number five. Which when the Ula says when one is only mafkir for a limited time, it is highly unusual and indicates that he intends for it to return to his domain. That's on Dav. Mem Good number six. Which Duffy Machogas on Brera, whether partners who vowed not to benefit from each other are forbidden to enter their jointly owned courtyard? That's on Duff. Memhe. Good number seven. Which something on the one who was Mafkir's field may retract during the first three days, but henceforth he cannot retract? That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number eight. Which Duff do we have in Machogas if the partner's courtyard had a din chaluka or not? That's on Duff. Membav. Good number nine. Which of the one who another was Murdahana from may heal him, but not his animal? That's on Dav. Memav. Good number ten. Which of the we learn that if an owner has a tfisa's yacht, a holding in a merchatz or all press, that one who is Murdahana from him may not use it? That's on Dav. Membav. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Abraham Goldham Zichu. a great day and great learning.